From COK Studios in Scott Simon Slay, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider an analysis of the narrowing Democratic presidential field on the eve of 2020. We'll also consider an exclusive interview with the first ever COK Person of the Year. And we'll consider a beautiful sight we're happy tonight, walking around in women's underwear. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving our special holiday-inspired menu where we put chestnuts and peppermint bark in everything. Come try our peppermint bark-encrusted chicken tenders with chestnut gravy. OMG McFlippies, flip in some holiday flavor, neighbor. And listeners like you, Patrick Patchy Bowles. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. The impeachment has dominated the news cycle recently, with the House of Representatives to vote later this week on the two articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump. Also last week, we saw a major victory for Boris Johnson and conservatives in the UK that will almost certainly lead to a Brexit by January 31st. With all the focus on these two massive stories, the 2020 presidential election has been moved to the back burner. But there have been several developments on the Democratic side that deserve to be examined more closely. Senator Kamala Harris was forced to drop out citing financial struggles, while former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg and his mountains of cash have made a very late entry into the race. Bloomberg is currently spending $4.2 million a day on campaign ads, which could present a problem for other candidates who are struggling to get donations. And with that, we take a brief break for this ad. Mike Bloomberg has what it takes to win, namely money and lots of it. We have so much money that we even bought time on this dumb public radio show. So vote Bloomberg. He doesn't want to buy your vote, but trust us, he totally could if he wanted to. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg with cash he found in his sofa cushions. As we were saying, Bloomberg's wealth does make him a player in the race, even at this late stage. Joining us now to discuss the latest in the campaign as part of our Consider the Vote 2020 coverage are our special analysts, Democratic strategist James Carville, who wanted me to say that he's only here because of court-ordered community service, and Hillary Clinton, who is here because all other shows think she's poison. Glad to see you both. Hello again. I am not just poison. I was also First Lady and Secretary of State. Yeah, we know. I want to ask you both what you think of Bloomberg's entry into the race. What will he do to the other candidates? But before you answer, we'll need to break for this brief message. Mike Bloomberg has so much money he can interrupt any show at will to talk about what he wants to do for America. Mike has the experience to get things done in Washington. He also has a vault like Scrooge McDuck where he swims in gold coins. Vote Mike. Paid for by Bloomberg for President Petty Cash. Sorry about that, but we need the money. So, Bloomberg, thoughts? Well, he's obviously got the money to support a campaign, but another old white guy could be problematic for the Democrats. The candidate pool is getting less diverse all the time. We lose Harris and pick up Bizarro Trump. I'm a little disappointed that it could come down to Biden, Bloomberg, or Bernie. I have to say that I agree with James that the field has gotten older and whiter of late. But there's nothing wrong with a late entry. Nothing at all. In fact, I know someone else who might be a great late entry. She doesn't have as much money as Mike Bloomberg, 
But I'd be lying if I said she wasn't the most qualified person to never be elected president. Oh, come off it, Hillary. We know you're talking about yourself. Maybe I wasn't. You don't know. Don't make assumptions. Please, you're as windy as a sack full of farts, and you got no chance. You got as good a chance of being president as a one-legged man has of winning an ass-kicking contest. Well, we'll just see. I'll only run if the people demand it. They won't. The Democrats want to win. Or at least try to win. Ugh, try not to bicker, you two. She started it with her unquenchable desire to be president. Shush. Pete Buttigieg has been rising in the polls, but also taking a lot more scrutiny, particularly for his lack of support among black voters. What would you get Pete for Christmas to help him as we move into an election year? A black friend, of which I have many, by the way. Lots of black friends. That guy needs as many as he can get. That's never been my problem. Yeah, just your cold personality and the thousands of skeletons in your closet. And what would you get Bernie Sanders for Hanukkah? A new hot. I like Bernie, but there is the issue of his age and health. He should probably talk to Dick Cheney. I'd get Bernie a ton of breath mints. Trust me on this one. The man's breath is rank. Almost as bad as Carville's. I'm surprised you can smell anything over that perfume. And what about Elizabeth Warren? A realistic healthcare policy. I'm sorry, but she's only got one oar in the water. I already sent her a very nice scarf from Chico's. Ooh, lovely. And finally, what would you get for Joe Biden? A white flag. Joe's on his last legs, but for some reason there's a few people in our party who just won't take the hint that their time in the spotlight is over. Present company included. <laughs> Do you mean yourself? As much as I'd love to continue this, we have to break for this ad. It's Bloomberg for President again. We've got so much money that we're going to play a short excerpt from Mike's favorite song, Hot-Blooded by Foreigner. Paid for by the change in the jar in Mike Bloomberg's dresser. That was Democratic strategist James Carville and probable 2020 candidate Hillary Clinton. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to the main newsmakers of the year. COK has decided that like so many other news outlets that we're going to select a person of the year. Time Magazine notably chose 16-year-old climate activist Greta Thunberg as their person of the year, but we already interviewed her a few months ago and meh, she's a little preachy for our taste. There's also Robert Mueller or any of the other officials at the heart of the Trump impeachment, but we felt like they've gotten enough attention. We also considered Lizzo or some other entertainers, but found that their impact was not as great as the person that we chose. The COK Person of the Year has made a major impact on the world in only a few short weeks, and in addition to their work, they're also finding ways to affect meaningful change in so many areas. Ladies and gentlemen, 2019 COK Person of the Year is... Baby Yoda. Here now is an exclusive interview with Baby Yoda, done by our senior correspondent, Cordell Nutbrock. Through your work on the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, you've become the single most important person in 2019. How does that feel? Good it feels. I know that you haven't spoken much, or actually at all, in The Mandalorian. Why is that? An air of mystery I want to create. 
I see. Well done. I think that we're all pretty enamored with your coos and whimpers. <laughs> Quite. How have you been coping with all this fame? The rule of the farcities. Oh, I suppose so. What are your plans for 2020? A new line of clothes with Brabinski's baby and an album with Post Malone. <laughs> Cool. How exciting! Anything else? Yes. Mike Bloomberg is an amazing leader, and he will be able to right the wrongs of the Trump administration. When to the ballot box you go, vote for Mike, you must. He has so much money, he can pay me, Baby Yoda, to take time away from this interview to promote his campaign. You should vote for him. I'll try. Do or do not, there is no try. Thank you, Baby Yoda, for your time. We are so glad that you are COK's 2019 Person of the Year. That was Cordell Nutbrock with Baby Yoda. Now it's time for our Big Little Wins. Kudos to Buddy the Elf who saw a dog today. This is great and we couldn't be happier for you. Dogs are amazing and so is this Big Little Win. Congratulations also to Tim Cratchit of Camden Town who didn't die of malnutrition and a slight physical impediment after his dad's boss raised his pay and made it possible for them to afford medical treatment for Tim's ailments. Tim is happy and healthy now. So we say, God bless us, everyone, for this big little win. If you have a big little win you'd like to share with us, post it on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com for more stories. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. To subscribe to the podcast, you can go to iTunes or Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. The impeachment has dominated the... Yeah, I'm also going to say... No, it's fine. I just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was like detonated. <laughs> Our side is going. <laughs> Our uh, peripheral side. Yeah.